What's up, folks? Happy playoffs. Welcome to another edition of Hitting the High Notes Jazz Talk. Um, uh, it is I, Hootran Superman. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hootran Superman. I am Hootran. And I am here hosting with uh, Mr. Go the Distance 49. Nice. Oh, your 49ers are back, man. What's up, Jared? Uh, well, I mean, they dropped a game to to Arizona. But, uh, you know, with your backup, backup center and uh, depleted wide receiver core, what are you going to do? It was only a one-score game. Hey, Super Bowl hangover, man. Super Bowl hangover. Yeah, it's real. It's real. And, uh, you know, they just signed, uh, oh, Mohamed Sanu, who the the Patriots dropped. What what an odd way to say uh, his uh, name. (laughs) What? What an odd way to say his name. Mohamed? Sanu. Mohamed. Oh, Sanu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I I, I wasn't thinking about how I'm pronouncing it. Basile, Basile, cabron. Right, and you heard some. Uh, it's one of our fan favorites, one of my favorites. She's a contributor with Unwrapped Sports. She has her own podcast, Thunder Coast to Coast, and she's here coast to coast with us. Some uh, late Tuesday night. What's up, Amber Vickers? How you guys doing? I'm happy to be back. Oh, um, we are happy to have you. We are, we are are good. When we we talk Thunder basketball, so it should be funny. It should be funny. I mean, mean, as soon as you had your last last appearances, people demand that we have you back. And you know what? I am a pleaser. And so we brought you back. Um, Amber, I mean, we just got done watching um, the Denver Nuggets come back from a 3-1 deficit. No, I'm not talking about the Utah Jazz. I'm actually talking about De- uh, the the Denver Nuggets beating the Clippers three, going coming back from three one again. What uh, a cursed franchise, man! Freaking Clippers never been out of the second round. Yeah, you what know has what? Kawhi done to himself. I I don't know if I would blame on the curse. I mean, uh, you can blame on the curse, but that's such a negative way of looking at it. I think. I, no, I, no, Nuggets I would. So Paul George sucks. Uh, Kawhi made some bad decisions. Right, signing. Let, let, let's focus on like what I mean. Everybody all year, um, uh, jazz fans and a lot of people like we're like, oh, Denver last year, smoke and mirrors, right? Uh, but man, Jamal Murray is, I mean, he's a he's a really good player. Um, he's had some inconsistencies, but like he's had a very very good playoffs. Jokic is showing why he should be a perennial All Star. Uh, this Denver team is deep. This Denver team is scrappy. And let My- me let me stop you right. There, where where does this defense come from, man? They've been playing good defense. I know. Like, oh, God, my they've God. turned it on, man. They turned it on, like especially Game Seven against the Jazz. It looked really good. I mean, that was a that was an eighty to seventy eight game. I mean, Game Game um, Six against the Jazz, right? I mean, oh uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, Game, game six Five was... for the third quarter on Amber. Um, uh, what did you see from this Denver team and in, in this uh, Clipper series? Hmm. I saw a team that knows their identity on offense. And I saw a team that finally played defense. When they finally played defense in the Utah series, they came alive. If you know you can score. In the NBA, it's like this in the NBA, in my opinion. Everybody can score. That's why you're in the NBA, because you can score. Can you lock down and get stops when you need them? Can you go on a 17-0 run? Can you come down from double digits and win by double digits, as Denver just did in this whole series? it was like Pretty a thirty much. some odd point swing. They were down yeah. by double digits, right? Like they won by almost what twenty something. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. Were, oh, like my. Eight, eighteen or some crap. I don't, know, I don't remember. Right. Yeah, like just... it, it's. I mean, in NBA, can you get stops? Can you play defense? Everybody can score. Duh, that's why you're in the NBA. But can you get stops and play defense? 
the Nuggets moved the ball. The Clippers did not. When the Clippers moved the ball, they had the lead. In every game you watch this, this series, when the Clippers move the ball, they're getting good open looks. The Nuggets always have moved the ball. I don't care what Michael Porter Jr. says. <laughs> the, Nuggets, yeah. the Nuggets have been moving the ball. Those hey. guys know their roles. The Clippers, just well, think about these guys. He sparked something in him when he made those those comments, though. I, I, he sparked something. I don't know what he did. He but did. <laughs> but but just think about this. The Clippers have four or five guys on their team that, that have averaged 20. Reggie Jackson has averaged 20 in his career. Morris has averaged 20 in his career. Lou Williams has averaged 20 in his career. Kawhi has averaged 20. Paul George has averaged 20. Uh-huh. And Jackson barely saw the floor because he's a yep. role player now instead of being the star. Because he was the star with Detroit. He got to take all the wild, erratic shots he wanted to take. But you go from that to barely seeing the floor in this series, it's like, whoa. Like, that, okay, I, they I'm seem like step back. a team of head cases, right? I mean, they all seem like, the, uh, I don't know. It seems like there's more that, like, there's a lot there. Like, there's a lot to unpack from them. And you're, like, you hear what Paul George is saying and how he, he was all depressed and everything. And you're like, yeah. man, I mean, like, did your teammates have your back? I mean, what's going on, man? <laughs> like, what's, what's up? I, yeah, it's it's a lot. And they haven't played together all year. Um, only, I think before entering the bubble, they had only all played together, what, like 15 game? games, yeah. yeah. Like uh, 10 oh, to 15 yeah. games, yeah. You're right. You're right. So you don't have an identity with everybody on the I team. I didn't even think about that. The continuity's not there. And, it's not and there at all. And Trez missing all that bubble time and then coming back, and he hasn't looked mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And man, it's been it's been like, rough. A rough go let's remember that. this is uh this is bubble basketball, right? So this is the yeah. asterisk um uh, uh year. Um if I you know let, let's you know let's take the time machine right let's build and Ted this go back a month ago I'll tell you I'll tell you the Western Conference teams or the sorry the conference final teams are the Heat the Celtics the Lakers and the Nuggets and Dude, like the Celtics and the Lakers probably yeah the Lakers and Celtics probably should have been there uh, but the Heat are are, do, are doing something pretty special in the in these playoffs the Nuggets are doing something oh, you know almost I mean coming back from two consecutive three one deficits uh, is that is yeah. that that's like unheard of, isn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, I don't think it's ever happened, and I don't, I don't know if it'll ever happen again. Like, um, I don't know, man. Lakers go up three-one. I'd be scared if I was a Lakers fan. <laughs> right, well, well, I wouldn't say, be. But, you like, got like, LeBron. You got LeBron. I wouldn't yeah, be. That's There's true. No way that's LeBron very true. Lakers are a much better there defensive no team than. Uh, I think that's their. That's the crazy thing to me that the Lakers have shown have shown that their identity is as a defensive team. I guess with all those big bodies in the middle, I guess I kind of get that. And KCP mm-hmm. has actually been doing a pretty good job, you know, defending on the outside. So I Danny Green off and on. I don't know. Do, do you think this is a product of the bubble? Like, I'm a, like having no travel days, having no fans that coming back from three, one is not that, you know, like, I mean, maybe, maybe the, maybe the Nuggets can do it again. Maybe, maybe they get down three, one and they can do it. Or the Lakers get down three, one and do it. Like, I mean, it, usually a three-one is a pretty big death sentence, you know. You like, you might win game five, but you're not going to win game six going back to wherever. And then you have to try, you have to win three in a row. Like, is that is that a product of the bubble, or is that just you know the Denver Nuggets just are just they they, they figure out how to get that next gear when they need to? I I don't know. I think I think the no fans factor really has probably got to play a role in this. 
Um, who knows, man? It's it's hard to say. I'd have to see them do it again. I'd have to see them, you know, if they if they are this team and they come back from a three one deficit again next year in the playoffs or something, maybe you know this was real. But it's tough to say if this is influenced by the bubble or not. You know what? And that traveling makes a difference. You get to sleep in your own bed, you know, mm-hmm. eat your own food, be with your family. But in a bubble, you should be more focused, right? I would, you don't have you any would think so, right? Yeah, yeah, you don't have any distractions. So that's not an excuse. These are professional athletes. They should be ready to go at all times. In my but, opinion, you're professional. You get paid millions of dollars <laughs> to show up. It's like a pickup basketball game with no fans. I mean, that's basically what it is. Yeah. So, yeah, fake crowd noise. I mean, yeah, yeah. I just like we t- we talked about it. like we we sort of we didn't predict this, but we we talked about it before the playoffs started. Like uh, our good friend Logan, when he came on Dragon Squatch, he would say something like, you know, this is like in AAU tournaments and stuff like this. If you get hot, you get hot. You know, like yeah. there's no there's no extra rest days. And if you get hot, you go and you play and you get hot. We saw that with some like the Raptors were like super hot going into the bubble. Um, I think and, I think Amber might have brought this up before too. She said it's it's very similar to, you know, college basketball atmosphere. You know, uh, it's more like tournament basketball that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just it, it's just like you said, who yeah yeah yeah. And I think Miami was playing well before the bubble, and they played well when they got into the bubble. And Toronto is one of those teams too. Of course, Boston beat Toronto, which. I had Toronto in the in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, but that was a pick'em series against Boston. That was pick'em. Mm. Um, either one of those teams could have went, but I did have Miami upsetting Milwaukee in the second round. I did have oh, Miami. That's a good pick. Amber's a savant. She's very smart, folks. Follow her at, <laughs> at simply <laughs> underscore av. <laughs> I did have Miami as my sleeper team because I just felt like they had something. They just had something, and you could just see it during the season. Like they had something. They had Honestly, there in Miami. if we see Heat Lakers in the finals, I'm I think Jimmy Butler is one of those players that is not he does not back away from the sheen of you know LeBron and all that. We could see a very crazy final series if it's those two teams. To be to be honest, like before. I mean, this whole season, I thought Miami they're fine. They're they're a nice team. I thought they were like in that. You know, we oh, you had man. your top tier, your Clippers, your Lakers, your Bucks. Mm, Bam Adebayo is oh man. He, then you had the the really like nice like Houston, uh, Houston and um, uh, Philadelphia, Boston. Like I thought they were like in that third like oh the really good teams that could make a good second round. Right. I, I had no idea they could make this kind of run me you know? neither i don't think any of us did i have we have no heat. no no amber said she had them all year oh well that's true that's true yeah, yeah, I, had him, right. I had him as a dark horse all year i had him as actually the fourth seed in the east this year and mm. i had toronto i think as a oh. five but toronto ended up being the two miami got the the five just beat the brakes off of indiana what right. happened with your boy pascal siakam he just did know. not show up against he good teams just, like what the exposed, hell is wrong with him? Maybe exposed by the Celtics defense, maybe. Why he just didn't show up? Like I, I just, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. I, I don't know. Brad Stevens is a wizard when it comes to defense, by the way. But yeah, <sighs> I mean, because like here's the thing: like Siakam is a very, I mean, I think he's a very talented and has has a lot of tools. But also, he's a guy that 
you know, wasn't asked to play basketball until late in his career, right? And mm. then he was thrust into this like new role also in this year. And for the most part, he thrived in it for the first half of the season. But, you know, in the playoffs, oh, man, playoffs yeah. different. W- once Lowry fell out, I knew that series was over. Was once, like, you oh, get, no. once you get um, a, a, a team to look at you seven times in a row, knowing that there's no travel or anything else, I mean, they can really focus in on, on weaknesses that you that you have to adjust for. I, I just have to say, Kyle Lowry basically proved that he's the the greatest Raptor ever. This playoffs, <laughs> like he was, man, he was everywhere, and he he willed them back in that series. He pushed that. Jared is um, uh, going back to delete all his Kyle Lowry slander from um, past well, years. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I still don't. I still uh, think he's borderline. Like he has some questionable plays, and the way he kind of thrust his body about it's kind of like yeah, and also questionable um, uh, also questionable. Um, uh, you need to give him his his moniker um the well, almost jazz dunk the almost jazz man i'm uh, kyle lowry oh well that's true well i i you don't were... we don't even know if that was really a thing people just saying he was gonna come here but we don't even I, know if he was gonna I mean, come here i mean the rumors of like you know the jazz not taking a meeting with him because they were chasing gordon hayward i mean it just adds to the Gordon Hayward um, fuel, so I, I will accept it. You know? <laughs> I, Honestly, I, I, if if we had actually if we could have got a meeting and could have signed him, that would have been very interesting. Because like we get Lowry, him instead of Hayward, Donovan? who Do, Lowry Donovan, that's an interesting pairing, man. You know, oh, just, that really is. Hey, you know, in, in in an alternate universe, the Jazz are um, multi-time champions, so <laughs> because of Kyle Lowry. Okay, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. <laughs> the kid from Philly. I like Kyle Lowry. I love Kyle Lowry. I, I really, this bubble has shown you that anybody can win on any given day. Like in college basketball, you know. And the Clippers, I said this before you got on, Jared. The Clippers, I think, were shocked at how good Denver was. I think so, too. I was, I was surprised the Clippers that. weren't ready for that. Yeah, they should have won this game. This should have been a five-game series. They they, they weren't they, they weren't watching the, the Utah series. They're like, oh, this Nuggets team, uh, yeah, we got them. Clippers in five, and then <laughs> yeah, the Nuggets Man. said, "Hold my beer, we're winning." Yeah, right. <laughs> They're like, "We're back, we're back." Oh, um, some of those Mike Breen calls tonight were were on the money. The comeback yeah. kids from Colorado. <laughs> Bang! Jamal Murray yeah. does it again. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's just my brain. We love him to death. It's yeah. one of those things where, as you're watching the game and you're looking at the body language, because I'm big on body language. I'm, I'm body language. I'm an eye test type of person. I'm not very analytical, mm-hmm. but like am to a certain extent. But I used to play basketball, so I'm an eye test person. So my eyes tell me everything I need to know. I'm watching body language. The body language of the Nuggets never felt like they weren't in the series. Even when they were down 3-1 in both series against Utah and the Clippers, their body language always said, okay, guys, come on. We can we can do it. We just got to string together some stops. We know we can score. They know they can score, but can we string together stops? And they have pieces on their team that are great defensively. So... You know, Jokic can't jump to save his life. He's not a shot blocker by any means, but he's still a big body in the middle. Yeah. 
I think he had we have twenty boards tonight. He had I think twenty boards tonight. I don't know what it is, but do you feel like Malone is just putting him in better positions defensively, or has he just kind of found his groove? Because I felt like he was a defensive liability, but he's figured out how to turn it around. The like, Clippers did not put him in pick and roll enough, in my opinion. The Lakers are going to abuse him in pick and roll. Oh I, yeah, I, I, I agree. I with, bet you I agree with dollars, that. Frank Vogel is going to be like LeBron, AD, LeBron, AD, AD, Rondo, AD, Rondo. Whoever Jokic is guarding in the pick and roll, the Lakers will abuse that because Jokic cannot play the pick and roll. He's too slow. He cannot defend the pick and roll. So the Lakers are going to be a heavy. That goes back to, what you, saying, that goes back to what you were saying. That goes back to what you were saying before, just about um, the Clippers didn't have an identity. They didn't mm-hmm. lean on the pick and roll like we saw the Jazz lean heavily on the pick and roll and abuse Jokic uh, and Jokic in the pick and roll. But mm-hmm. yeah, the Clippers and don't that, have an identity. And they really weren't leaning on anything. When you yeah. look at those LeBron teams in Cleveland, what did they do to Steph Curry? They put him in the pick and roll. And he got the switch on LeBron. And LeBron just did his thing. He can right. look over Steph Curry and pass. He can shoot over Steph Curry. If you come to double, he's a good enough passer to he can find the open man. The open man finds the next man. So if you cannot defend the pick and roll in the NBA, you're not going to be successful. If the Clippers would have put Jokic in a pick and roll, they probably would have won a series in five games. I don't I just don't understand for the life of me. It's a copycat league, just like the NFL. You mm-hmm. see another team do it and they're successful, you're gonna turn around and do the same thing. I just for the life of me do not understand why Doc Rivers did not put the Joker in the pick and roll. You have guys that can score in the pick and roll. You've got at least six you, or seven guys that can score in the pick and roll. I just don't understand it. You think Lou Doc's Hill getting fired? Hmm. I'm going to finish this, and I'm going to give my opinion on that. Okay. <laughs> Lou Will, and I was going to say this. I wanted to say this because it's itching me because Dennis Schroeder should have won six man of the year. Lou Will and Montrez Hurl kill in the pick and roll. I think they're like top three pick and roll partners in the NBA, if I'm mm. not mistaken. How do you miss that as a coach? Like, how do you miss that? As a fan, I'm sitting there looking at the TV like, put him in a pick and roll, put him in a pick and roll. And then we segue to Doc. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Uh, one of my friends asked me this on Twitter if he was going to get fired. That's a good question mm. um, because the Clippers just did not – their body language just – they weren't there. They, they, they just weren't there. And is that coaching? Is that players? What is it? So Bomber's got some decisions to make. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah. fired Doc, Doc, Doc Rivers because they didn't have a full year together healthy. I will say that, but you did blow a three-one lead against a team that you're better than head and shoulders. Oh yeah, up, so they definitely out talent them every day of the week. Yeah, but if you don't know if that mixture of talent doesn't work, then you get this result right here. Yeah, that's it's true. What it is. Which makes you wonder, like, do they re-sign Trez and try to flip him? Because they're they're really asset poor now with the yeah. with that Paul and George trade and everything. So I, I anyways, want to. This is a I jazz podcast. Who's probably going to be like, um, uh, hey, jazz fans, come back. Hi, folks. As always, I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. It is powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it is absolutely free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. 
Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, wherever you hear podcasts. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. If you fire Doc Rivers, like he's... You don't fire him because he's a bad coach. He's a good coach, you know, and it just didn't work out. I don't know. I don't know what their thoughts are. Maybe they think they can find somebody else that fits their vision better. But it's not. He's he's not getting fired because he's a bad coach. Right. Yeah, he's not a bad coach. Like like Billy Donovan. Right? Billy Donovan um, was not fired because he was a bad coach. Right? Oh, he or walked was, away on his own. He walked yeah. away on his own. He didn't get fired. Oh, really? Away. Is that what happened? I did not mm-hmm. know that. So yeah, yeah, yeah the away. same same stories with Houston. Okay. Yeah, he walked away on his own. Yeah. Okay. So that match. The direction of our the two franchises that we're talking about, the Jazz and the Thunder here, because um, Quinn Snyder also lost a three-one lead, um, but his job is seemingly safe. Um, uh, <laughs> um, Amber, yeah. what do you think about the Jazz? Like, I mean, this is a team that was up and coming last year, um, looked really good, you know, uh, in the first you know five games of the playoffs, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, but. Well, I mean, what do you think the direction for the Jazz is? Because like now the Jazz are, you know, the Jazz are going to be pretty cap tight here uh, in the next few years because of, mm-hmm. you know, Rudy Gobert is eligible for supermax extension. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is seemingly going to sign a uh, contract uh, max extension. Full five-year max, yeah. So, um, uh, you uh-huh. know, the Jazz have a couple contracts that are, are pretty hefty. They're a little on the older side. Um, they have a couple assets but like they're not going to get another you know they're not going to get somebody to make a big three um necessarily to come in so what do you think about this jazz team next year two years from now three years from now yep mike conley's on expiring so um, lots of pieces lots of moving pieces to consider yeah it is because you're gonna have you know the three guys that are gonna be there right gobert uh mitchell and bidonovich those are three guys that are going to be there. Ingles, what's Ingles' contract situation? He he got extended, so he'll be there for another two years. Yeah, he's okay, at so least he, two years more, I think. Yeah. Okay, so you got Ingles. Do you move? Royce O'Neal. Royce O'Neal has a has four or five years. Conley has another year. Okay. Uh, um. Yeah, that's, that's kind of it. Loyal, especially when they're the ones who extend the guy. So it's hard. I don't know who who they're going to move, but they probably have to move someone because the money situation just doesn't work. Yeah, the money situation doesn't work. And if you look at the way that your team is currently constructed and you look at the West next year, Golden State mm-hmm. is going to be back. Portland's going to be fully healthy. Um, Houston, we yeah, don't know. We might not even be first. Third, we might not even be third best in our division. might be third best in our division. Like that's, exactly. It's a tough division. Minnesota yeah. has the number one pick. Uh, yeah. New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans are young. The Grizzlies are young. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Suns. Oh. Did you guys okay. hear uh, the Timberwolves might be bringing over the um, the guy who uh, has kind of taken on the mantle over at uh, Madrid? Uh, he's a point guard. He's a tough, hard-nosed point guard who can score, apparently. Ricky Rubio? No. <laughs> um, no, because no, he can shoot. And... <laughs> I, I mean, again, but like Danny uh, Avasia, it can be Avasia. No, it's like Cabello or something, or oh, Cabello, yeah, yeah Cabello. I was thinking about Danny Avasia because Danny Avasia can shoot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, what what I think about Utah is the West is going to get tougher next year. Oh, it's yeah. going to be tougher. 
every and, and year. Sheesh. Every year it's going to get better because Memphis is going to get better. Um, the Pelicans, hopefully they'll get better. Um, we'll we'll see. We'll just kind of see what the Pelican situation is. The Lakers are going to be the Lakers, as long as LeBron and AD are there. Uh, Portland still got Damon CJ. Um, Houston still has Russell and James Harden. I don't know what Oklahoma City is going to do. But it, the, the West is going to be very tough. Cat and D'Lo playing together. And then you got that number one pick. Like that, the West is going to be tough. Mm. So do you want to compete next year? What do you have to do to compete next year? You have to look at those pieces and see. Because this draft is going to be a developmental draft. There's not any superstars in this draft. It's just not. So those guys in this draft are going to take some years to develop, in my opinion, as I've been looking at, you know, film and things like that. So what does Utah need in order to be competitive? Wing defenders. <laughs> in the tough West. You guys shoot the three ball very well percentage-wise. Number one in the NBA is shooting three ball. Yeah, but we we need wing defense. We're, we're, we're really bad at wing defense and a backup center. Okay. Okay. I mean, the Do you have anybody in mind? Uh, honestly, I was looking at the free agent list, and no names are coming to mind right now. I mean, Derek Favors. We uh, who is gonna gonna probably poo poo that? But <laughs> I mean, I, I I I'm not saying I I know it's a very popular name, and and, and that's great. I think there he are. Was, he was supposedly spotted at the airport today. Hmm? Oh well, I'm so oh, well. Never mind. I, I changed my tune. He owns the right. house Derek here. Favors, so it doesn't matter. Derek Favors, I'm uh, put, get, you know, put his jerseys back on the rack, everybody. He's come back to the But um, come back to say uh, guys. Right. Same I I, I I even think, but like I think Amber's kind of um uh, alluding toward that the Jazz look like they're not on the up and up anymore. It looks like they're kind of like heading t- trending down while everybody's trending up. Mm. Um. And um uh, and you know again it's the Jazz kind of went all in, um uh, they they made a lot of moves and I think this was you know not I'm sorry not the next season uh, the upcoming season was supposed to be you know like everything a lot of things went wrong for the Jazz this year a lot of things went wrong for the Jazz. That's very true. That's very um, true. And um uh, it might come down to the Jazz might have to you know some of these pieces that we say the Jazz have. Uh, not just free agency, but the Jazz might have to start, you know, like there, there's some Boya Bogdanovich trades out there that might be interesting. But, um, uh, um, and before I can kind of get to trade talks, right. um, Amber, like, um, uh, so now the Thunder, um, uh, had a, had a very good series against the, the Rockets. Another, um, uh, they went out, they, they, the, the Thunder really, uh, exceeded everybody's expectations really this year. Oh, yeah. They looked really good against the, the Rockets. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we can rewind to, you know, last offseason before the Paul George trade, how, you know, Houston was trying to get rid of this albatross of a Chris Paul contract. You know, they paid him this, you know, almost $40 million contract. Nobody was going to take him. Um, and then the Paul George trade happened, and then, you know, all the dominoes fell. The Thunder go and get 8,000 picks. Um, and, you know, they they got 8,000 picks, and they also got Paul um, uh, Chris Paul. Um, and essentially dumped Russell Westbrook, which was the right mm-hmm. move. I mean, when you say dump, like, I mean, they got they got lots of Westbrook. Like, I, I don't know if dump's the right word. Like, <laughs> they, uh, well, I mean, no. When I say dump, I mean like like a like a ex girlfriend type thing. It's like, oh, I'm gonna move on to Chris Paul because I think he's I, a better I think fit for us. I mean, the things that 
a lot of Thunder fans liked Russell. Like they, they weren't trying to move on from what, like the only reason they had to move on is because well, they lost Paul George, you know, um, if Paul George, came I also back, think that pairing just, just wasn't it honestly, but, but you're right. They, they would have probably rode with it. That's what I'm saying. Um, I, 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 like, years. like, I, I think a lot of Thunder fans still think very fondly of Russell, West, Russell Westbrook. I mean, um, like dumping oh, yeah, is just, they don't hate Russ. I mean, we, I, That's mean, what I'm saying. I, like, I think dump is the wrong connotation of that word. Uh, but they but they got a you're lot. Right, man. I probably could have had a better choice of words. I yeah, agree with like that. Um, uh, I, I think Westbrook. Uh, or sorry, I think Chris Paul and Picks is a very good haul. Oh, um, absolutely. No, yeah. But now, not um, uh, not like a salary dump. That's not what I meant. Not like right. not like he's crap, so they they dumped him. Yeah. Um, not in that way. Yeah, but More. so Amber, you, you have Chris Paul now. Um, uh, uh, what do you think? How do you feel as a fan? What do you think the Thunder are gonna do? Uh, uh, are gonna try to do? Are they gonna try to get younger? Are they gonna try to build around SGA? Are they going to try to run it back with Chris Paul? I don't know. That's a good question. Since Billy Donovan decided that he and the Thunder organization weren't on the same page, I think the Thunder are moving towards more of that rebuild because if you run it back, you keep Billy Donovan, right? It makes sense. It just makes good basketball sense because he did a heck of a job this year. He had some questionable coaching substitutions in game seven, but you know, that still kind of stings, but that's okay. <laughs> um, but when you look at it but overall, you think the body of work is good, right? Oh yeah. 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 yeah no okay. doubt. I had my doubts about him, but then when I saw what he did with this team, I said, okay, Billy Donovan. Okay. I think he might go back to college, but I'm not quite sure with that either. If, the Thunder are going to run it back, Billy Donovan stays. But I think they are going to want to start their rebuild process. Mm-hmm. And I would love for them to run it back. I would love that because I really want to see their max potential playing together year two. SGA did not have a good series against the Rockets. Lou Dort came on and played very well. Darius Baisley came on at the end of the, of the season and played very well. So when you look at everything the Thunder – have they have a lot at their disposal kind of reminds you what the Celtics has at their disposal that's why they have the team they have now um Danny Ainge did a great job of collecting those picks and drafting very well um now I'm not saying the Thunder are going to get a Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown in a draft but you know you never know (laughs) so absolutely you never know you just never know I just don't think this draft is that draft um and we don't have a pick that high anyway I believe that the Thunder are going to look at this look at this draft, look at free agency, ask Chris Paul where he wants to go. He's a vet. They're not going to just trade him anywhere. Chris Paul in Milwaukee, ugh, I can't see that. I can't see him in New York um, either. I just yeah. don't. Going to the next, just, yeah, it doesn't make sense. I agree. New York is a hot mess. It's really, it's really a hot mess. Yeah, and – and, and that's a tough ask to try to ask him to resurrect your franchise at, at 35, basically by himself. Yeah. That would just be awful. <laughs> Horrible. So in Milwaukee, who mm, people don't want to go play in Milwaukee? Like I, ugh, like I, I don't even know if Giannis is going to resign and play in Milwaukee. Like I'm just being honest. It's a small market team. Um, if you get Chris Paul, you're going to have to give up something in Milwaukee. You're going to have to give up some of those young pieces. So we don't even know what Giannis is going to do. I think, you know how the dominoes fail when certain players sign and then all the dom- dominoes fail in free agency? I think yeah. that's what's going to happen. 
players are going to sign and then the dominoes are going to fall. Now, mind you, we don't have the big offseason like we usually have because the draft is on November 18th. They just announced that today. So once these players sign, I think the dominoes will fall. And that's just how it works in the NBA because you won't kind of see, okay, what's the best fit for me? Who's going here? And things like that. But I don't know. I don't think Chris Paul will be back. I don't know about Gallo. Gallo's contract is big. I don't know if he'll be back. I don't know if Schroeder will be back. So those are the three guys that I'm not quite sure about. I'm not even, I'm not even sure about Steven Adams, if he'll be back. That's true. Cause he's, of, his, his, is his deal up this year or next? Next year, I think. Next, next year. year. Okay. And he signed, a, he signed a, a massive deal as well. But I'm just not quite sure what the Thunder are going to do. I want to wait and see what, where the dominoes fall. Philadelphia, to me, makes the best sense to me. But yeah, what is they could Philly really use give, the Yeah, I'm going to give the Thunder. Ugh. But Milwaukee? <laughs> yeah, know, that's true. There's so much uncertainty. They're kind of asset right poor. Okay, so, so let's yeah. say you're the Bucks, right? And mm-hmm. now it's out there. Like, maybe you have pretty good confidence. Like you're 75% confidence that Giannis wants to stay, but there's that 25% confidence that he does. Like he might bolt if things go bad again. Like they, they have, they have two um, uh, failures in the playoffs. That just was like almost epic. Right. Um, so if you're Bucks management, you're like, okay, we have this, this next year, it's gotta be it. Like you win a championship. There's really no way unless you're Kawhi. Uh, Giannis <laughs> says, we're going we're to leave, you know? Um, and say, you know, so giving up young pieces and all that, but, you know, you keep Giannis, you're not going to get rid of Milton, so you have Giannis, Milton. What do you want from the Bucks as if you're if you're the Thunder's GM to get Chris Paul? Hmm. I think you need a third team, because I just don't see the Thunder winning Middleton mm-hmm. or something. Well, I mean, they're right. Yeah. If, if, if Milwaukee, you keep Milton, you keep Giannis, and then you get Chris Paul, because... But, uh, I, mean, I don't know if that it. works. What what do they have that they can give the Thunder that the Thunder would want I, without I dangling? I saw Bledsoe, DiVincenzo, and Bledsoe, DiVincenzo, and Bible first. And the, yeah, and, and their pick. And I'm like, eh, no, like that. Yeah, that that that, that seems yucky. Like yeah, Bledsoe feels like he has negative value at this point. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the Thunder aren't trading Bledsoe to you know make them a championship team. They're trading Bledsoe to get other assets. Is is Chenso and like they're taking on Bledsoe's contract to get yep. Dante and um, uh, uh, I would say two three picks. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, just don't I love see Dante Divincenzo, but I don't see it with the Bucks. I don't think Chris Paul would want to go play in Milwaukee, honestly. And they're going to ask him, "Where do you want to play?" They're, they, I mean, they're going to ask him that. He's going to have that that right. And I, I, I get that, I, but also I, I, I agree is, with you. Yeah, this that. is going to be more like fantasy, like hey, you know, we're, we're NBA 2K, you try, try to make your team like oh yeah, force just, trade, force trade. But I mean, that would get you, you know, that that will get you um uh, that will get you uh, a young asset in Dimitrenko. God, I can't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and like and what three picks, right? And you take on Bless's contract, whatever, and that doesn't matter. But um, uh, you get a young asset, and you get you know maybe uh, you know a couple of p- uh, a picks pop and two two more years of picks because if if uh, Giannis bounces in two years, that that third pick could be really really you know worth it, right? Um, is is that enough for you? Three picks and and, and a young asset? 
Yeah, that's enough. But will Milwaukee give up that much to get Chris Paul? I mean, if they think that this next year is like their only year left with Giannis, they're making a break it year. Yeah. If it doesn't even work, then you're screwed anyway because Giannis is probably leaving and you're not getting anything back. If you get Chris Paul, and you make one good run at it, and maybe that convinces him to sign long, uh, you know, a supermax or whatever. I, I'm just saying, Milwaukee, this would be their all-in move. You, you go all in one year, like you know, you put all your chips in the middle and then see what happens. Milwaukee you, should have never traded Brogdon. If yeah, I agree, I agree with that. But <laughs> if you if the Giannis signs to a max deal, do you think he would request a, request a trade a year later? You think he would do that? Uh, That's I mean, the thing. Yeah, like, I mean, a year later is hard because like you have so many years on your contract left. Like you know, mm-hmm. it, if you had to request a trade, you could request a trade. That, that's what I'm saying. Like Milwaukee has to try to convince Giannis, right? That yeah. This this is it. This is the place that you're going to stay long term. And we're look, we're making all these moves. Boom, we're going to give you Chris Paul. You have Chris Middleton. You have basically everybody else back. We can still sign cheap veterans. This is it. And you're going to win a championship here in Milwaukee. Yeah, but are there but there are no guarantees in a small market, right? Because the large market, you can kind of dictate. Okay, hmm, team wants to play in that market. I mean, a player wants to play in that market. Like Kevin Durant, I knew he wanted to go to the Knicks. Where can I go play? Brooklyn. Yeah, it's in New York. I I kind of enjoyed. I kind of enjoyed the way he he's been like spitting in the face of Knicks fans with with all this stuff he's been. Pulling oh, out of his back. <laughs> yeah, just like, oh yeah, the Knicks. I never even thought about it. Garbage, all right, blah, blah, blah. all right, Amber. <laughs> Here we go. I got a trade scenario for you, and I'm, I think it's pretty interesting. I saw it on Twitter. Okay. Um, uh, Twitter really enjoy this one. All right, so you know, like, look, Chris, you got Chris Paul. Two more years. He's making forty. You're not going to use him anyway, right? Like, you don't need him. You're you're basically just waiting to give him up, give him up for anything. I, I got. Almost former All Star Mike Conley, right? But that's not all. No, no, no. You know, I know what the trade you're talking about. Go ahead. This was my surprise on the pod. Very, this was my surprise. Cheap. Go ahead. <laughs> Ed Go ahead. Davis, very cheap, big man, really, really useful. Um, uh, you remember, remember Ed Davis in Brooklyn, really great player. And you know what? We got the we got the 23rd pick this year. You can have that too. Boom. You know, what? let's let's make the call to the league. Let's make that trade right now. You're out of Chris Paul early. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, this is a trade that you know Utah Jazz fans are throwing around out there. I can't um, believe that, uh, that that people thought that would work. Well, well hold just, on, hold, hey, hold on a second. I I just offered it to Amber. She hasn't said no yet. Oh, you're right. She she, she might go for it. this trade. She might be like, I'm in it. Right, let's, let's do it. Let's call the league off. Chris Paul is not going to play in Utah. I'm sorry. He he's not going to play in Utah. I'm telling you right uh, now. Should have drafted him, rats. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, him is not him and Donovan Mitchell are like our best friends. Donovan's probably telling him all this good stuff about Utah. Like you don't understand the power of Donovan Mitchell. Like, oh, plus, too. plus he said good LA. things about Utah. He said he said we have good fans. He he said nice things about our fans when we played yeah. against him in the Clipper yeah, series. Fans, but. Oh, you guys just you guys just want it, don't you? You want it to happen. No, we don't. Times. We're I'm trolling because I I think that this trade like I think that they would laugh in your face I mean, if you offer him this. So here's the thing. <laughs> If if I if the Utah Jazz can somehow get Chris Paul, my God, the Jazz front office is amazing. But um, uh, unfortunately, the Jazz, I, I feel, I, you know, as um, uh, uh, Jared has said many times, um, uh, are just some, uh, you know, they don't have that many assets, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, that might be the best offer the Thunder get. But I think the reason I bring this up is because um, 
a lot of times when you know we make Twitter trades and do all this stuff, uh, they, we 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 just like we like, oh you know like I said the the Chris Paul the Thunder don't want him the Thunder don't need him they'll give him up for nearly anything but we just we just spent you know five minutes before this talking that you know young assets that's what that's what Thunder fans and that's what probably the Thunder organization is looking for young assets and the Jazz just don't have those mm-hmm. yeah that's true hey yeah. who do you have do you have that Tillman audio that Tillman Furtado or whatever Furtado I don't know <laughs> <laughs> Frito Pie I'm but I want to fly away no um, I don't have it I I, I was getting ready for the podcast I didn't listen to it um, oh you didn't listen to it it's amazing no. oh <laughs> dude he's basically okay so I'll just recap it for you because hey shout out jazz fans we get a we get a kind of crap on the on the rockets while they're, while they're in pain um because we love to do that because we like basically hate them and the Lakers the most. Um, so he basically like he's just giving it up to LeBron James and just talking about how great LeBron is and whatever. And he just, oh, they made adjustments, blah, blah, blah. He, like there's no no kind of accountability, no kind of like, yeah, we're going to we're going to go on. The Rockets are going to be back next year. We got this. He just seems like he's just content with losing, and it just it just makes me feel so much better to be a jazz fan and to be have a serious ownership group who seriously cares about winning and not this guy. Um, you know, Twitter is the best place for trolls. It is, it is so hilarious, especially like NBA Twitter and NFL Twitter. It is oh man, the best things you'll see all day. I promise you, it is. Everybody's an expert. It is so funny. And I get great laughs. I had a guy cuss me out in my comments, literally. And I'm like, well, why the profanity? And he just, you NBA, Twitter, da 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 you don't know what you're talking about, da 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 I said, you know what? I don't have time to go back and forth with you on Twitter. I'm not going to argue with you. Everybody has their opinion. And I respect everybody's opinion. Like, we might have good banter back and forth, but I'm not going to argue with you on social media. I have better things to do with my life. So I just leave the conversation because he was cussing, and I was like, you know, I don't even want that on my timeline. So people really take Twitter way too seriously. And oh, you are so out. right about that. <laughs> I laugh. I thought it was hilarious. Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off-Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. All right, so you can find Aber. Uh, what's your Aber? What's your, what is your Twitter handle? It's simply me underscore av. Yeah, yeah. And again, like Amber folks, Vickers. Um, uh, she is a former basketball player. She, um, uh, you know, if I ever say anything and Aber says something completely different, trust me, I will, I will change my opinion one eighty because she probably knows a lot more than I do. The only reason I have oh, I reexamine a lot of stuff when I hear I hear Amber say something different than me because I'm just like, oh man, she knows hoop. She's ball with Trey, with Trey Young. She knows what she's talking about. <laughs> um, uh, so Amber, um, okay, again, so like we'll finish up this Crest Paul point here. Um, 
So again, like, is there anything? Is there any way? Like, if maybe again, I don't know Chris Paul personally. Maybe he says, you know what? I see this Jazz team. I think the Jazz can win the championship. If I was if I was there leading them, if if you're the Thunder organization, what would it take from the Jazz? Uh, obviously, Sands, Donovan Mitchell. Um, uh, that um, uh, you, can, <laughs> you know, I was about to say Donovan Mitchell, right? <laughs> right. I mean, because I, I mean, I, that, that, that we got me, the like, value. It went up this year, right? It had. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Well, so I mean, who on your years team nobody was the like, same value at the same position? Yeah. Hmm. I, I mean, <sighs> probably nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, just, I mean, the Jazz don't have that. Mitchell does, but yeah, right. Mitchell, right. what do you have that I want? Donovan Mitchell I, and SGA together? Hmm, that oh might work. God. I I I tried that in my um, uh, MA 2K draft. Um. <laughs> um <laughs> But um, yeah, like I mean, unfortunately, the Jazz just don't have like the the the, the Thunder have a plan to to really kind of um build up through the draft and you know maybe a, a year or two away and then they'll be really scary again, you know. Um, the Jazz right now are like they they basically have to win in the next year or two, uh, because of all the contract extensions coming up and does Boyan Bogdanovich and and Mike Conley or other pieces um excite you? I like Bonanovic. He excites me because he he can shoot the ball. We don't have any shooting. Um, that was gonna I was gonna mention that he excites me. Mike Conley, him and SGA together, that could possibly work. Move SGA to the two. Uh, he plays some two this year, anyways. Um, that could work. But what else are you gonna give me? I, I, I got I got the twenty third pick. I mean, the Jazz the Jazz unfortunately can't trade picks to like they could trade this year's pick. And the next pick is like twenty twenty five legally or whatever, you know. So, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, yep. oh boy. Oh right? boy. It's because of that whole stapian rule or whatever. We got a pick that's conveying to Memphis next year. Ah. Or or conveying to Memphis in the next couple of years. So they just don't know yeah. which you know, the next legal pick that they can trade is like twenty five or something something like that. So um, Oh my. Right. Oh my. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it's it, it it ties up there. I mean, the Mike Conley trade, they they swung for like you know we we talked about how they swung for the fences, right? And mm-hmm. they might they might be they might you know fly out at the warning track, um, but uh yeah like the like Boyan Bogdanovich is might be the 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 piece that Jazz have to trade uh if they want to get other pieces uh, uh how would you feel if the Jazz traded Bogdanovich for this is not gonna happen Jeremy Grant and Torrey Craig for Denver. They're not gonna get rid of. Well, I, I know, I know, it's not gonna happen. But like, <laughs> okay, I, I'm just trying to figure out two play, like two players, like two guys that, like Torrey Craig. Two is guys that fill holes that the Jazz like, have. He's, he's trying to plug holes. Jeremy Grant is mm-hmm. a, a, a stretch four that plays really great defense. Like, mm-hmm. you know, th- those Improved are. Shooter. That, we right? got rid of him. SMH, right? go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was so bad that he left the Thunder and then went to the Nuggets for. What nine million a year or whatever it was like? Oh my god! Yeah, like, but he's that's... gonna get a, he's gonna he's gonna get a payday. Trust me, yeah. he, is he deserves to get it. Paid. Oh yeah. He, I, and well, we've talked about this like many because like there's only about four teams that have like real like cap spaces here, right? But mm-hmm. um, everybody's kind of waiting because they want to see what the salary cap is the next year when people. Like, I I feel like if if Jeremy Grant believes in himself for another year, just takes his player option. Sign a one plus one. Know, just with the player option. He just mm-hmm. no. He just takes. He has a play option this year. He can take it. Oh, and take the, the option this year, so he gets his money. Yeah, the next bag next off season. Yeah, yeah uh, that makes uh, sense. unless something's out there going, hey, you know what? Say no to your option. I'll give you eighteen million a year. 
But I don't I don't know what teams doing about it. It's it's a problem. The Knicks. <laughs> so I mean, I don't think the Knicks are one of those. Cap- no, I, I, I think the Hawks. Uh, that was just a joke, cause you know, cause they they gave 18 million a year to who is it, Bobby Portis? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, who is an no, inferior no, player to Jeremy Grant? No, no, Bobby Portis slander. You love Bobby Portis. I'm gonna go. To I, no, I like I, I like his Bobby shooting. Portis. He's not great on defense. Uh, he's like okay Bobby on Portis. defense. Yeah. Yeah. I like no, Bobby Portis. I, I, were, I liked were, I liked him punching uh what's his name in the face like you were jerking off while you he punched for months all right so <laughs> come on okay. now that's uh, that's a little that's a little over the I will get the audio all right I will accept it I will accept it you will get audio of me doing what now oh my yeah. goodness um <laughs> so I'm uh I mean, again so I again this is this whole, is whose uh, other podcast he's, he's this is kind of letting that whole school. He's letting the the dirty, you know, the dirty talk flow into this. Whole other <laughs> so, um, like, but I, 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 if the Jazz could trade Bogdanovich, like, is uh, do you guys have two wing defenders that you would trade for Bogdanovich? Young wing defenders, let me think. Uh, I mean, I know you guys like Dort, but like, I'm, uh, do you like Dort? Giving... Oh, I don't <sighs> think they're giving away Dort. Oh my Yeah, goodness. we're not gonna give away Dort. Uh, Terrence um, Ferguson. Man, the Jazz, the Jazz needed yeah, Dort so bad. I, I saw, I saw how Dort was performing in that in that series, and I was just like, oh man, we needed Dort so bad. Like he he was he was shutting down James Harden, and I was just like, oh man. What about Robert? Like, this is like those nine possessions where where Dante Exum was was effective against James Harden, but it's a whole it's a whole game. <laughs> yeah, you guys can have uh, Terrence Ferguson. You can have him. Um, I like Nader a lot, um, but you're probably going to have to get rid of, rid of him or Hami. They're probably not going to keep both of those guys, and it's probably going to be very difficult. Um, but I love me some Nader, and Hami just has his moments. He has his good and bad moments. He's just too inconsistent for me. Uh, those would be the only two young wing defenders that I would, I mean, semi-wing, I guess you call them defenders. Well, Terrence Ferguson is a defender, but Hami, I – you know what? I don't know if the Jazz would want Hami in Ferguson. You know, I, I don't think that right. would be a like the, the they Jazz probably want to pick as well. Yeah, the, the Jazz really need. I don't know if my pick would help too. <laughs> the Jazz would help. The Jazz. I mean, like this is an idea floating out there that I've had for months. Is like if you trade Bogdanovich, um, you, you lose shooting, you lose the ball handler, but you hope that Conley and and Donovan do what you know make up for that. And then you, if you can get two guys of the Jeremy Grant slash the Jeremy Grant mold, you know, big, tall defenders that can, you know, shoot an open three. Uh, and you hope that Donovan uh, and uh, uh, Rudy near the rim and Mike Conley gives you those three. Because the Jazz had a lot of uh, open threes this year, but um, uh, they just we need guys to get too, especially when we had Boyan on the floor. Right. Yep. But I mean. If you put Boyan out there with Mike Conley and Donovan, you have three negative assets on defense. Is what I've been yeah, saying it. I know. I get it. You know, but yeah. I don't know. Do you feel better about that Jazz team if they can put out, you know, two quality defenders, Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, and Rudy Gobert? Yeah. I mean, defense, like I said before, anybody can score in the NBA. It's all about defense. Who can you stop? Who can Who can you stop? And – I think that was a problem in the Denver series. When Denver started playing defense, it was pretty much Utah couldn't stop them. Because you remember, they were going back and forth. 
Yeah. Oh, back yeah. and forth, back and forth. And then you oh, I remember. go on that run. Then <laughs> Utah will go on that run. And you're like, oh, okay, Utah's in the lead. And then Denver will go on the run because Utah wasn't playing defense. And then eventually when Denver started playing defense. Hey, folks, just having to cut in here because uh, I want to explain that we had a te- technological glitch. And we lost part of the podcast here. Um, so I want to get you from point A to point B. We finished our discussion about, you know, jazz and Denver defense and we moved on to, um, uh, free agency and what could the jazz do, um, uh, to maybe, uh, shore the defense. So this is how we get from where Amber was just talking about defense to our, uh, current conversation. So, I mean, so it comes out to like a, um, it's like a philosophical question here because, uh, I mean, as you said, uh, you just said, uh, is there anybody on the free agent market, or is there anyone that you, out there, like not, not a name that comes to my mind from the free agent list. I mean, surprises happen. The Jazz could sign like Kent Bazemore or something, right? A guy that used to be a three and D defender. Maybe he has a resurgence. Maybe he, he's great and you get him for cheap. Awesome. But the ending lineup for the Jazz, like the, 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 the five best guys to put out there is going to be Donovan, Mike Conley, Boyan Bardanovich, Rudy Gobert, and then either Royce, Joe Ingles, or hopefully your ex-defender, which is, you know, a really good defender, which means that you still have three negative defenders on the floor. And we saw how that hurt the Jazz this year. The Jazz, who made their name being one of the best defensive teams uh, the last few years, showed that this year they they can't keep it up, plus yeah, be a good offense. like 17th or something. Right. And that, that that's just not good enough uh, to be a championship team, really. Um right. And it, 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 we talked about identity with the Clippers. Like, the Jazz lost their identity. You know, the Jazz went being from this defensive team to, like, sure, they can hit a lot of threes, right? But, and that's why I, I do think that that piece that the Jazz might have to move is Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, there's, I mean, it's not my idea. I just see a lot of people talk about it, and I thought about it, I'm like, you know, that's that might be a way to go because, like, the Jazz don't have that many assets, and Boyan Bogdanovich is one of the few assets they have. Um, how would you feel about that? How about, I don't know. How would you, would you feel about that team there, Amber? Oh, man. If you got to move them, move them. But I think I like him. I, I do. I, we, I like what he brings. I, I own team. his jersey. I love him. I, 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 I think, I mean, he had two game winners here for the Jazz. And, but again, like if the Jazz want to go from that, that level from like, they're, they're good now, but to be great, I mean, it's a philosophical question. Like the jazz, can the jazz, um, uh, just flip the switch and go, and you know what, let's be super good offensively and try to be good enough defensively, but they have some negative assets defensively. Whose pragmatism might be the downfall of this team. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, you know what? Um, if there's not any wing defenders out there, because you'll have Rodney Hood, he's a wing defender. He's coming back oh, from that's Philly. A, that's a, that's a Portland. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm just saying, there's wing defenders. I'm talking about out there that maybe oh. you oh. might want. Um, uh, Trevor Reza. Yeah. Three yeah. D guy. Oh, Reza would be nice. I, yeah. I mean, but the Jazz have had bad luck signing older wing defenders. Like, does the reason still have it, or is he like, you know, he's yeah. like thirty-five or thirty-six? Is he? Right? Is he? Is he going to be second stint Roger Bell for the Jazz? Because <laughs> the first time Roger was here, he was great. Will he the be second Stabble time around? Not so good. Yeah, that, my like, will he be Stabble? like Stable was good for one out of five games, and but he could only play like twelve minutes a game. You know, yeah. wait, who? 
Tabo Sefalosha. Oh, Tabo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He used to be OKC. You know, you know, Roberson is not. I don't know if Roberson will ever get back to where he was, but when he was, he was pretty good wing defender. You know yeah. what I mean? So you know, here's a name that I that I thought of, which um, he's on he's on the free agent pile somewhere. You know, the former Rocket, former Clipper, uh, Jazz fans know him well. Maba Mut Mute, Maba Mute. Um, uh, Bamute? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. good two years ago. He hasn't been in the league for two yeah, years. I know. Or hasn't... I know. He's not good. No, he's not good anymore. <laughs> I know, but but we need a player like him. We need a minimum guy who can come in and play defense and just, you know, guard. Mm-hmm. Just guard. And like, on the wing. If you can, I mean, if you can't find that, I mean, like, you know, again, you, your assets are the 23rd pick and... I mean, Mike Conley's. I mean, we talked about um, uh, Bledsoe being a negative asset. Conley, his stock is nowhere near where the Jazz got him at. So, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah I don't think I don't think the well, I don't think the Jazz are trading Mike regardless. That's just my opinion. I think they might keep Conley. I think they want to see him fully healthy. Yeah, I think true. they want to see their team fully healthy. You know, you want to see what your team looks like fully healthy. Well, just same thing with the Clippers. The Clippers weren't fully healthy this year. You want to see them fully healthy. I think the Jazz could have got their groove fully healthy. Now, the West is going to be tougher next year, but if Mike Conley can stay healthy and stay consistent, then you got a shot. You got a chance. Yeah, yeah, and maybe we just need one or two free agent pickups, you know, and a healthy team, and maybe, you know, we're cooking with gas. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, the yeah. Jazz, the Jazz, I mean, I mean, we were lost, one game away from upsetting the a team that's now in the Western Conference Finals. Oh, the Jazz. The Jazz were one uh, game away with, for the Jazz game were one game away for four games to to do it. So, yeah, <laughs> or three games, I guess. Three games. Yeah, your math yeah. is bad. Yeah. So I'm um, uh, the Jazz. I'm. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it is. I just, I think there's. I mean, the Jazz are going to go all in, and they might be going all in with um, uh, you know, King Ten, you know, and it's not as particularly a strong hand, but it might be the best they have. So. Yeah, and that's my that's my Debbie Downer moment of the day. So, <laughs> hey, maybe we got pocket aces, and you don't even know it. No. There you right. go. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. You don't. You never know. Yeah. You play a lot of poker, are fall, and you might get somebody. You never know. And that's I the hope. Know. That's the whole point. I like play, the, I no, I don't play a lot of poker, but I have yeah. played some, and I have. Uh, <laughs> I did play yeah. in a tournament one time over at. Uh, Shout out to to people who know this place, the Bears Den and Magna. <laughs> and and I, I'm just saying because like if the Jazz, I mean again, if the Jazz just try to do through free agency and hit, awesome, great. But also that's a that's a very risky game, as everyone ch- trying to point out is that, you know, the Jazz could go You're into this next offseason and um, uh, come out with. I mean, the Jazz m- miss basically on Ed Ed Davis, Jeff Green, and Moutier. So. Yeah. Hey, then we're due. Like, we're due. We're due for a hit. Yeah. There you go. You do for that's, you, know, you got to keep swinging. You might hit one. Just keep swinging. Yeah, that's, uh, that's how statistics works, folks. All right. Who, Amber, who knows? Um, uh, we might be bad in a thousand next year on free agent hits. <laughs> Amber, I'm a host of Thunder Coast to Coast. Um, uh, uh, you do a lot of stuff for Unwrapped, actually. Um, a lot of shows we were talking about, you're going to start doing some live broadcasts on Sportscaster. Yes. Um, I'm going to start that back up. Yeah, so I'm um, gonna tell us like where, like I mean, what, what are you gonna, what can people expect to find when they go to your live, your live broadcasts? 
Well, I used to do Thunder games. I would show you either the third or fourth quarter, and I just analyze the game. I do a lot of talking because I'm talking by myself. <laughs> so, guys, bear with me. But I'll analyze the quarter, and I'll talk about it during commercials. I'll talk about what I see on the court. Like I, like I told you guys before, I am an eyes person. I watch the game with my eyes. I'm not big on analytics, only when it matters. And I just give the game from my perspective when I'm really honest. So um, you guys can look forward to that. I, I, that's very fun and exciting. It just takes a lot out of you just to talk by yourself. But I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I've gotten used to it. Like the thing about sportscaster, the people comment, it it, like you know come in and they comment that you know that's that helps drive the conversation. You know, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we've done sportscaster before. Um, it's great. Uh, You do live shows. Um, uh, you uh, you host a uh, crap. I can't remember the name. The the uh, the the all female show on Unwrapped. yeah, my lady's first show. Yeah, I'm the host. Thank of that. you, ladies first. Yes, correct. Um, uh, yeah, uh, number one, great branding. You know, great name. So, thank um, you. I came up with it with myself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 I'm not surprised at all. <laughs> <laughs> Again, folks, um, uh, this is Amber because she's um uh, one of the smartest people that um uh, I know sports wise. Like she does some uh, like she puts uh, sports takes out there. I'm like, yep, she's right. And if you like Tony Jones, I mean, you gotta like you gotta like Amber. Um, uh, there you go. Yeah, right. If I'm that's uh, true, they do have a very similar philosophy when it comes to like eye tests and stuff uh-huh. and, and trust in their eyes. I, I agree yeah. with that. So, um, uh, Amber, I'm a uh, again, follow her on Twitter. Follow I her. don't think Amber has as many crazy hot takes. So, T <laughs> 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 hey, Jones, what up, baby? What to do? We uh, love you, Tony. Yeah, Tony, uh, <laughs> Tony Jones, NBA, is that it? Um, but yeah, so Amber, thanks for coming on. Thanks for like spending a late night watching the game with us, talking Jazz Thunder with us. Um, uh, and you know what? You know, think about that trade offer from the Jazz fans. <laughs> okay, uh, I'll think about it. I'll let you know. <laughs> did you see Mike calling the bubble? Did you just see how great he was? Think about that on the Thunder. All right. I think about that. that, for, that I did that for the whole season. Can I and, get that consistently? And you look what I'm giving up. I'm giving up a guy that was the best closer in the fourth quarter this season. I mean, Chris Paul, he has no knees. Two, $40 million for the next two more years. Like, you know, my contract a year he, got it, he got it, that team, to a better record than Utah. Ooh. Well, the Jets only taking those last couple of games. It doesn't count. So, you know. <laughs> He's I'm putting the Jazz saying. pack out, man. Jazz I'm pack just, is out. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, you know, if, you, if I got to give up Chris Paul, I need something in return. I do. I, I really think do. I told you guys all the time, but I tried really hard to make a trade for Chris Paul here. All right. I gave you guys, all, I, I gave her all the reasons that I've heard on Twitter and it still didn't work. So I'm sorry. Hey, you scoffed when you said on Twitter. So they know that you weren't on their side. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, they heard me. They, they got the audio. No. <laughs> They got the receipts. Yeah, oh, okay. they got those receipts. Oh. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thanks for um, uh, joining us on um, uh, hitting the high notes jazz talk. That's again, that's Amber Vickers, and for Mr. Jared Barker. Hey, we'll see you next time. Thank you, guys. Ciao, ciao, folks.